Hi, I'm Tracy. And I'm Norma. And we're Black Girls with Accents. Hi guys, welcome back. Welcome back. So, um, we really enjoyed the last taping on Michaela Cole's HBO smash success, I May Destroy You. As the weeks go by, it's just getting juicier and juicier, right, Norma? Yes, really, I'm loving it. This perfect type of show for me. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, she's really getting into some provocative and uh, complicated storylines, which are just leaving the viewers questioning and excited and angry. And, you know, we're rooting for her. We're frustrated with the friends. Or maybe we're rooting for the friends and frustrated with her. I suppose that we all see things differently, you know, subjectively. So let's get into it. So today we are going to be reviewing episodes... Three and three four. and four. Three and four. So just a quick recap from one or two, one and two. Um, we're introduced to this character. Her drink has been spiked. She's been out for you know a night out in the town with friends, and she's kind of disoriented. And she realizes that she has actually been the victim of a sexual assault, which happened while she was in a drug-induced state. And actually, um, it's called a drug-facilitated sexual assault. That's the language that's used when she goes to the police precinct to kind of report what's happened to her. Uh, the main character is Arabella. She, her besties are Kwame, who happens to be a gay male, and Terry, a black woman, an aspiring actor. And yes. um, she has a boyfriend, she meaning the main character, Arabella has a boyfriend, Biagio, who's an Italian drug dealer. He's more than that, but it's kind of that's how we introduced him. <laughs> so, um, so, yeah, so that episode was... three and four, yep. which is um, what we're discussing today. So, in episode three, we go back three months, and um, Arabella is in Ostia, Italy, and Terry comes for a visit. Uh, Arabella's there to work, where she is nicely distracted from. So, Terry's visit only adds to distraction and uh, it becomes um, a night on the town. And we saw this is another place where you kind of learn that the going out behavior and the intake of drugs and everything is quite normal in their, in their friendship and in their lives. And then in episode four, where we're back in present time, we are still seeing Arabella struggle with her writing. And so her company, her agents pair her with another writer of who they rep, and his name is Zane. Uh, and then we follow what happens between them. Yeah, okay. So episode three, Terry and Arabella. So this is where we really get to know Biagio. Terry and Arabella have taken this kind of mini break, mini weekend to Italy. They're there, you know, two girls want to have some fun. It seems as though this has been funded by the advance that Arabella has received for her second book. And they're there, they're in this beautiful um, Italian, well, it's it's like it's a flat overlooking, I guess, a beautiful view. And it's just, you know, it's Italy. Spacious. And it's romantic (laughs) and it's grown up right for these two Mm -hmm. young women it's kind of a grown-up situation and they're there to have a good time and um before they even i mean it's still daytime when they've well it's terry who produces drugs of some sort 
and they are wasted like in the middle of the day they go to um just get some lunch or something and one of the um wait staff uh points them in the direction to some other a good score of drugs elsewhere and this is where this is where or how Arabella meets her boyfriend Biagio who's out on the court playing ball and he provides them with some um substances for the evening so um you know these are again we said this in our first review these are good time girls they like to have you know they like to hang out just be wild no judgment right judgment free uh they yeah. seem to be maybe it's also the, i'm like i'm making fun but maybe it's not a boyfriend maybe it's an entanglement <laughs> <laughs> well <laughs> i love the weekend drama with the <laughs> pinkette smith but yeah maybe it's an entanglement <laughs> they're just out they're having a good time and so it's really this is kind of the question about friend code right because they're both drinking heavily and taking drugs and i know for me when i'm out i'm i do not drink and drive i've never felt comfortable with i'm not a saint by any stretch of the imagination but i've always chosen not to drink and drive so if i'm out with friends and everybody else is drinking then i i, I won't drink if if i'm going to be designated no. driver and my friend group is pretty good with that or you everybody just takes an uber so then everyone can have a good time and there isn't one um, wallflower yeah even when I think back at my 20s, so I, I, I didn't drink for a long time, not for any particular reason. I just didn't have an interest in it. And so for a long time, I was the designated driver. And in the Netherlands, you have this thing, it's called the BOP. And you just have to, the, like some one person has to be the BOP for the evening. And um, basically the bartender also knows that you're the one that's not drinking. I don't know how to explain it, but... Um, so everybody else can drink but you because you're the one that's going to drive. But because I was already not into it, I just really like to dance a lot. Mm -hmm. So I'm thinking back in my 20s and I, and I think that's why the way in this particular episode, Terry's behavior is really bothering me is because I just never felt comfortable with the whole leaving without other people knowing that you left or leaving when you're still on the sober end and you see that the other person has drank way more than you um and also feel like they're not on the same page because if you look at arabella's behavior even all drunk and all you know kind of out of there she remembers that she came with terry and waits until the bitter end to see if terry's still inside so that was a i don't know it was like a real red flag for me to uh in their friendship um but also comparing it to myself in my twenties, like right. I would have just never left, right? That, right. In that especially, way, especially you only there's only two of you. It's not like a large group where you yes. you just make the assumption. Oh, she probably went with so and so. It's we're it's, also not in our own country. Yeah, we're overseas. Exactly. I mean, yeah. you're you're an easy mark. You're an easy mark. Yeah, I'm even thinking about traveling overseas with friends. I remember one occasion we went to the DR and I. I think I wanted to leave and started to leave and my friends were like no no you can't you can't you have to come back um I don't know what was going on but um <laughs> but I well first of all I was too cheap to really buy drinks back then we would drink ahead of time <coughs> before we got to the event we would drink our cheap whatever before we got to the event and, and hope somebody would buy us drinks or not like you we were much more into the dancing but we had a thing where an unsaid 
girl code, friend code, that you, we come together, we leave together. In part because mm-hmm. wherever we were going required either getting on a train and it was too unsafe for anyone yeah. to go alone on the train. Um, here in New York City, at least, anyway, at that time. Um, and if somebody was driving, that you relied on that person. But, but yeah, so to your point, it does seem a little questionable, a little sus, that um, Terry, she does announce that she's leaving, though. Does she announce that she's leaving? I believe she, she does, but I feel like you can tell that, that Arabella is not aware of it. Right, and she's leaving you know, regardless. Yeah. Like, she's not, like, saying... Yeah. Do you want to leave now? Come on, let's go. Or let's leave. You know, my thing is usually, okay, after the next two songs, let's go. She's kind of, it's a declarative statement. I'm leaving. So coming or going, I'm leaving. But then even the leaving is not really leaving because we see that her leaving ends up, right? It it becomes a thing about... Maybe another stop. Right. So, yeah. so, So on the one hand, we've got, I mean, if we thought Terry was out of her mind, episode one at the club, right? Like just beyond wasted, falling down, stumbling. This time in Italy, and there's some interesting moments. One one of which is she's dancing. And she's on her she's on her time of the month. And you can see her sanitary pad. We're not talking about panty liner here. We're talking about sanitary pad. Always stay free. And you can see it. And that is, I mean... You know what's funny? When I first saw it, I was like, oh, did they catch that? Because (laughs) did they not see this in production? (laughs) I thought it was an error at first. (laughs) She's so busy having a good time. (laughs) The people are looking. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. The amount of times that she's also asked to, like, leave an area or, like, not... It's just... like, I just, I'm just imagining this person, you know, like you've seen this person so many times at party where you're like, oh my God, can they just stop? And they're just in their own little world. So, and there's no one to tell her to stop or to tone it down. And she's like, she's, she's, she, she obliges, right? Oh, sorry, sorry. But five seconds later, she's on a table. She's, she's anyway. So she's off in her own world, harmless, not bothering anyone. Um, oblivious to the fact that her friend, who was leaving out of either boredom or fatigue or who knows why she Terry decides to leave. I thought the reasons were very selfish. She wanted a different kind of night. It, she kind of, they kind of go over it, but very passive aggressive before they even go out. This she wants true. to go to a different type of environment. Well, as the episode opens it's made very clear why Terry is there. She lays back on the bed. First thing she does is starts gyrating and says, right, that she's got, she wants to, in essence, christen the room, christen the bed. Yeah. She means to have a sexual exploit. So, I mean, you're right in that sense. Her intentions are very clear, even from the beginning of the episode. So, yeah, maybe that's it. She's not, well, there's certainly no male attention thrown their way in that club. Um, yes. Arabella's dancing primarily with a group of girls, not 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 men at all. And I suppose Terry is bored out of her mind because there isn't any attention. And so the minute there is some male attention, she perks up. So she yes. leaves, walking alone. We see two men, they're not menacing, but you see two men take note of her. 
And I'm, I'm afraid. My first thing is, oh my gosh, this is going to be, you know, <clears> she's <throat> going to get assaulted as well. She's on her own, just walking. It's late at night. That's my first thought. But in mm-hmm. actuality, you know, one of the men buys her a drink. He woos her. She likes the attention. Then supposedly this other random stranger <clears throat> comes from nowhere. We find out later it's not the case, but and he too shows us some attention. So all eyes on Terry and suddenly she's happy. So in the midst of all this, the club is finished. Arabelle is barely can string two words together, but she knows enough to realize that Terry isn't where she left her. So she's asking anyone and everyone, have they seen my friend, have we seen my friend, which is not too harsh. There, there seem to be, you know, few other either British girls or black British girls or black girls. So, and given her behavior, most people would have, you know, known who she came in there with. Right, yeah. And it just so happens that Biagio, who I was afraid was going to prey on her. Um, although, interesting. Right. He is very patient and decides to help her. He's like amused and scolding, right? He's both amused her and ticks, but slightly scolding her, like, get it together. Okay, pull yourself For together. For some reason, or maybe because I'm like, well, I wasn't as stumbling as her, I would say, but I've had it where I felt like where a male friend was just, even of or a person that I like became a friend, but at the moment might have still had an interest in me it was very helpful during a time where I was like oh like oh like buzzed and whatnot and loud mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and so watching him I actually did not feel like that scary feeling of like oh boy what's gonna happen I was like oh he's gonna take her home like I've even when they got home I was like this is all gonna be on her because I feel like he's just kind of there because because he cares but at the same time is leaving it in the middle, kind of, yeah. No, I it was I, familiar to me. Yeah. No, I thought, oh my gosh, she's getting herself in trouble. Once he waited for her and was patient, then I realized, okay, no, he's not, not, he's fine. Yeah. He's not a predator. <laughs> so she waits and she waits until the club is empty. I mean, the the club is darn well, you know, literally locking the doors. She's waiting still. No Terry to be seen. Not only the scene. Not only that. Like I feel like okay. Back in the day, like I'm gonna compare some stuff now, because back in the day, like my friend and I, Marsha, we used to go to Los Angeles a lot. All we had was this beeper that we bought from JJ Beepers, and we would have to contact each other with like from like uh, public phones that you like. You you know like beep each other, call us. You had to stand there and wait if we want if we were separated. And some way somehow we found a way to do that safely. You know like if we wanted to hang out with somebody else while we were on our trips. And but most even though most of the times we were together, but I'm saying like you meet someone, we found a way to safely communicate to each other how to use the beeper and let each other know where we are. Now forward to this, and it's. It's Terry has a phone, so does Arabella. She can she can text her after she leaves. She can call her. Terry does none of these things. Like she totally just, even though this is the person she's staying with, it's she's true. totally just like blanked her out. Like I'm gonna do my own thing, true. which true. I just for some reason just really does not sit well with me. And I think it it doesn't sit well with me because in the first 
episode, you you kind of see that there, to me, there there is some knowledge in Terry's behavior about what might have happened. I just feel like there's just something that she you can tell that Terry feels a little bit more responsible for than she mm. lets come through. Well, it and comes up seeing this. Well, so I said it it again. comes up because Kwame says it's not your fault. Kwame says it's not your fault. So, and then you and, see in Terry's mm-hmm. face like a little reaction. And mm-hmm. then so seeing this um, Ostia episode, I was like, oh, okay, this is because this is behavior is normal between you. You you're you do this often. You just um, what is the word like? Not not neglect the word like Abandoned. just not pay attention. Like just you do. Uh, I felt I felt Terry's behavior was very selfish to me. Extremely selfish because till the bitter end, not until she sees her, does Arabella let go of the fact that she needs to make sure that she's okay. Well, Arabella doesn't even say anything. She's just like, she's now she's kind of sobered up. She's vomited, you know, all the classic drunk behavior stuff. And then when she gets home, she's, you know, now she's like almost feeling responsible. Meanwhile, yeah. Terry doesn't seem that she said, oh, my friend. Wonder she's go okay. Wonder how she's getting home. But anyway, mm-hmm. when she so so um um Terry bursts in the room and then she's like, okay, relieved. Okay, everything's fine. There she is. She's okay. All right, it's good. There's no. We need to talk later. Well, Where were yes. you? Can't believe it. She's just like, oh, okay. no scolding. No nothing. And then just kind of moves on to her own company and uh, kind of getting to know Biagio. So this also gets a little bit both uh, funny and gross and interesting. So... thought it was hilarious. Biagio <laughs> is, um, like I said, it's kind of like a scolding, fatherish kind of initially. Like, okay, lady, what's your deal? We find out some tragic circumstances about him a little bit later, but... Um, so she's on her time of the month and he's a love interest <laughs> and we know from the club because she's wearing her stay free pants <laughs> that she's on her time of the month and you know intimacy when you've been with a partner for a long time perhaps there's some things you're willing to do or try yes <laughs> typically with a new partner i think most well, I don't know. I can only speak for myself. I hope so. <laughs> um, certain things I would and would not do in my younger days as a single. And she says, uh, you know, they start kissing and stuff. And she says, oh, yeah, no, maybe not. Because, you know, I'm, 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 I'm on my period. And he, <laughs> he's like, oh, well, you know, kind of like, <laughs> so. And she's like, uh, you know, maybe not. He's like, hmm. Who cares? So, <laughs> they're in the midst of it. I think Sorry that whole the part pause. I was with my shirt over my Sorry face. For the pause. Like <laughs> because she's being really raw, and I remember I did not watch Girls, the show that Norma liked, but I never watched it not yeah. one time. And I think that these kinds of things, shenanigans happened in that show, right? Like she's very raw, very. Not yeah, she is, but not to this extent. No? I still was not like, even? oh, they topped it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I was like, she topped girls for yeah, sure. Yeah, like nudity and like a lot of talk about sex and all that. So in the midst of this, 
I don't even know. No, man. I, I, I don't know if you want to. It was it was just so hilarious to me because I was like, it was so far beyond of what I could ever see myself in the do in that situation so i was watching it with my shirt like pulled all the way up into my eyes <laughs> and all i kept thinking was like like i was so stressed but then because they were so calm i was like oh maybe this is how people handle it but i could never handle it this way well, like just... he picked up the blood clot and yeah. touched it to see what it was like like so let's just... the, even when <laughs> oh, sorry, let's no, explain no. so so in the midst of it there's some discharge of blood it's, so and... they put the yeah they put the towel down which yeah. was already hilarious to me like we're putting like couldn't right. put the towel down just in case which makes sense right. and then like they they start the intercourse and then I can actually not, I don't remember correctly if they stop because it's uncomfortable or what. Oh, no, 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 it gets better. It gets better. No, he, then he, <laughs> like, touches her and he takes out her tampon. The, the tampon because it was like a double up. <laughs> yeah, yes, which, yeah. <laughs> Going out for the night, you want to be make sure the that. The flow is happy yeah. and crazy. Yeah. And so, and, and, and yeah, and you're going to be out and you skirt a short toe. I guess yeah. that's what she was doing. So tampon comes out, they put it to the side, and then there's kind of sort of ready to go, but then there's a blood clot. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's, like, examining it. Yes, he picks oh. it up, he looks at it, and he's like, oh, but, like, oh, so this yeah. comes out. Or, like, he's really interested in, like, the whole, I guess, way of how a period works. So... Honestly, them talking that calmly about the situation is what calmed me from whatever, I guess, the shame or whatever I feel when it comes to right. blood being yes. shown to somebody yes. else. Yes. So it's the conversation never goes in a strange way. They just but like, it's, it's actually her who was like, okay, that's enough. Right. Like, you know, like, it's very, watch it. But it's very intimate because something like it's that. It's very intimate. Like, some, like yeah. somebody else might be like, oh my gosh, girls, eh. like, because I know in Caribbean culture, like, and in and in some African cultures, like the like women and bleeding, it's you know, like zine is disgusting and oh you know, yeah, ill, you're in your time, like ill, very Ill, Ill. intense about it. And he's just kind of like not only just curious, but like he's not like, uh, you know, like skeeved out over it. He's just like oh okay, and just touching yeah. it and looking. In Suriname culture, it, women sleep they sleep separately that was an, an old rule they're not allowed in the these are the old rules but a lot of some people still uphold them they're not allowed to cook they're not allowed in the kitchen some mm. men believe that i say believe that because but they say it's true that the woman would cook and they get rashes and stuff like that. <laughs> it's called girl, yeah it's called trefu or whatever and so there's the, these things that i'm like like even I, uh, when i went back home last summer um I was on my period and I forgot that all those rules exist, but I was staying with my cousin and her husband. And so I was about to bake breakfast and she was like, no, I'll make it for you. No. And I was like, why is he so stressed? And then I was like, oh my God, I forgot about these crazy rules when you're on your period. Like I'm not not allowed to touch. She didn't even want me to touch the the door of the fridge. I was just not allowed (laughs) in the kitchen. I was just like, and it's so over it. I was so, I'm so Western. So I'm so over it at the same time. I'm like, it's amazing to watch all these. And um, uh, one of my aunts used to sleep separate from her husband because that's uh, how, how he wanted it. I know women who got, well, you know, like I really do. It's one mm. of, 
an old story, but one of my friends whose um, surname boyfriend beat her up because she didn't tell him in time or something. Oh, like he was God. like, yeah, he was like, I'm a, you know, I get rashes if this happens, blah, blah. Like some people are super intense about it. It's totally ridiculous on, right. from my view. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, so to see this compared to things that I know from my own culture, the taboo behind it, the, the, mm -hmm. it was, it, it's funny. I watched it again just to get, a better feel of the mm -hmm. moment because I was initially so like tense and shocked yeah. and pulling my shirt up over my face yeah. and then I was like it's so true is this sexy I mean don't get me wrong it's not normal for me to do that with a person mm -hmm. that I just met right. but I realized like yeah it is truly a regular process of the body and it would be nicer if males understood better what happened right. during our cycle <laughs> right right but it, so i was actually really happy to see it on tv right, like that right, like right i hope people make it through it males make it men make it through <laughs> right right well people have to be comfortable enough for that kind of interaction but yeah. <laughs> i think it's one of the things that um it's one of the things that allows them to ease into their relationship because you know mm -hmm. people are people typically want to put their best put forward you present yourself as in a new relationship right it's you know you're dressed well and you're you're, you're you have your makeup on and you smell good he sees her in all of her wretchedness she, she does she had vomited on the corner she is drunk beyond belief now he's seen you know the, the and blood he's coming so off her himself body. and she's still trying to come on to him right. <laughs> and so he's seen like you can't get any worse than what he's seen on date one so yes. once you've exposed yourself like that not even necessarily with intention i mean something tells me that she wouldn't necessarily be that horrified even if she wasn't <laughs> drunk and stuff anyway <laughs> but i think there's a lot more than most people would want to put on display day one. You make a little bit of an effort, no matter how outgoing you are. And mm -hmm. um, so anyway, I think that this is what allows them to kind of gel so subtle, so, so solidly and so quickly. And, and then so they have a yeah. nice moment at the beach where he takes her. And then we learn a little bit more about him and the fact that he sells drugs, not necessarily by choice, but he's a street, um, pharmaceutical salesperson because this is how he has to survive even though his own mother and sister died from uh, mm -hmm. it seems like drug overdoses so he seems to be a conflicted character with his own pain his own struggles and he's very honest he's very honest with her and she's very honest with him like she doesn't she's she, no judgment again she's like people have to do what they have to do and that's it like she's not mm -hmm shock talking you know like oh god you know she's just like okay she just kind of rolls with it now terry do you feel like that's ahead. why he cares do you feel like that's why he cares because of his his mom and his sister i felt like is that why he's drawn it's to her contradiction. kept me wondering it's a contradiction though because like okay yeah you gotta make money but go and work in the store i don't know that's a hard one for no, me no i meant do you feel like he's drawn to arabella for those reasons like to you make know, like, it up, to, to trying protect. to save, yeah, trying to save her. It crossed my mm, mind. Like, maybe. why is he attracted to her? And then I was like, I wonder if he's on this. Like, maybe save, I can save her. Yeah. Save her while you're killing two other people in the process. Yes. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe could be. Now, while all that's happening, Terry 
<laughs> has invited these two strange men back to the room again. <laughs> she doesn't know where Arabella is. And now it's no longer just about Arabella. It's about her own safety. You don't know yeah. darn well if these men might abuse you and kill you and or leave mm-hmm. you half dead. You have no idea of knowing what might happen. But she's out for her good time. The men go back and uh, when Arabella, you know, she uh, interrupts her fun time with these two gentlemen. And I guess she's kind of living her best life, living out a fantasy. But so remember, mm-hmm. the two men present this scenario as though they are strangers and that she just just so happened to lock out that two strange men, uh, strangers and strangers, two random men happen to want to have a good time at the same time with the same woman. But as, as the viewer, if you pay attention, you catch it. Yeah, no, we know that it isn't the case yeah. because we see the men look at each other. And we saw the men together when she... When Before she passed yeah. the spot, yeah. So mm-hmm. it seems like she feels away a little bit because after it's yes. over and the men leave, the way that they leave together indicates... It, she she recognizes, oh, wait, are these two... Are, are they strangers? I don't think they're strangers. There's a, there's a recognition that they're not strangers and she seems to feel away because of that. That seems to bother her. Yes, in my mind, I wanted, I saw that I wanted your her. opinion on that, on how it seemed like she was in control until she realizes that yes. she wasn't. And what kind of... I, I felt that bruise when she looked right. out that window. Right. I was like, hmm. It didn't feel too great, did right. it? Yeah. She felt that she was manipulated. And so the question is, how does that fit into consent then? Right? Yes. Because she consented to having it on her terms but it seems like given that these two men set this up like it's right it seemed like she got set up i think Mm -hmm. think that's what it is that she recognizes that she got set up and that makes her feel used in a way as opposed to a spontaneous happening yeah and instead of staying on the high of like oh i did this i chose this right um that's definitely what stayed with me. I was like, "Is so, so, could you, could you, just from the vein of like reporting or whatever, you know?" Like I was like, "So, could you report this, or is this, is this not reportable?" Like I was she, like, hmm, "What does this fall under?" You know, like if. Well, she's not going to report it, though, right? We know that. We no, know she's that. not going to report it. But I, I just was what I was just thinking of like. Because it's it's such an mm. odd gray area, mm. would you be able to say actually this is not what I wanted? Because I feel like that's something that that comes right. up. I... Like actually, this is not what I wanted. Right. Seems to be the the major well, question. Well, what's the violation? Because she did consent to both. Yeah. So what's the violation? What's the the breach of contract here? that them knowing and them pretending that they didn't know okay i don't know i'm just saying out loud no i know i'm just wondering with you um but yeah that's definitely i looked at that and i said "Ooh, that 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 isn't a nasty way to come off a high right of feeling empowered and then feeling kind of small well it's about the violation she feels violated and the violation is that these men 
set this up. Yeah. And she wasn't, and they weren't honest about it. Like it was, it was, uh, it was, um, for her, it feels like she was used. That mm-hmm. she was, that's the violation that they didn't disclose their relationship and they, they agreed. The two men had an understanding, but she wasn't part of that understanding. So that was, that's what makes it feel like a violation for her. Not, not necessarily like what happened to her body, like the actual sexual act itself, but the agreement that there was, yeah. this, I think that that's what, that's why well, I'm, I don't know if I'm doing a poor job stumbling around trying to express myself, but that seems to be it to me. That's what it seems to me too, but that, uh, and, and then that question came up in my head. So maybe the audience can help us think along with that. Like, so would you be allowed to report this? Would you be allowed to say, actually, I was tricked into this? And it's not what I wanted, so I want to report. I want to report a crime. I wonder. Hmm. Well, what was she tricked into, though? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I don't know what I just feel. I could feel it when she. I felt the 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 yeah the, the punch the, the deflation punch when she saw yeah the deflation of the of the high. Yeah, and it so, was like oh. Because they like, I think they even like clapped hands, right? They even kind of yeah, like, like, like another yeah. one, another one bites the dust, and then yeah. that left her feeling like oh, like oh. Um, well, it's almost similar to what happens to Kwame in episode four, mm-hmm. it, but but Kwame's is more of a clear cut. Yeah, it's uh, the thing because he says, "I do not want yeah. this." certain position right and um that's very clear there was no misunderstanding right. and then for selfish reasons um his um sexual partner at the time does what he wants to do right. so it's right. a one night stand but it's a similar um, thing kind of in terms of the violation of the agreement that he assumes yes. it's going to be one thing and then it's something else well uh, well no it, it is very different but it's just kind of she sets it up like these different trysts, right? Because there is the potential for a similar kind of, you know, three-person sexual encounter. It doesn't mm-hmm. actually come off that way. It's totally different in this situation with Kwame and, um, you know, this swipe up, swipe left, swipe whatever way guy yeah. that he meets through this dating app. So let's just, just jump to, to, um, to episode four. So we know... Four. It's alluded to in in the earlier episodes that Kwame meets ran you know meets these guys on on this app and has his five, one night or one one hour encounters with these guys because Terry mentions it mm-hmm. offhand a couple of times and so um, on episode four now as a now he now now um, Kwame is is he Nigerian or Ghanaian? Oh, I thought I thought they were the same. I thought they were both from Ghana. The characters were both from Ghana. Hmm. The, well, Ghanaian descent, I should yeah, say, we'll because they're we'll clearly to, born English. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to look up. But mm-hmm. as a black male of a certain age, who lives with his mother and father, Kwame, um, it's not clear if it's out to his parents. Well, because he, he talks about his dad doesn't talk to him, so I'm not sure if that's why or because why? of the work, yeah. kind of work he does. I don't know, but we spoke about this um, on our last podcast. He's not flamboyant. He's not, you know, some stereotypical 
character or representation or caricature of um, a black gay male is just, you know, Kwame seems to be somewhat soft-spoken. Um, yeah, he's, he's so a, cute. He's a great <laughs> friend to Arabella. Um, he's a dance instructor. And, well, he's not afraid to kind of live his life because he's he doesn't hide. Because I remember mm-hmm. when he meets um, this love interest, he's not... He's unafraid to... Um, kind of walk close to him or show a little bit of affection. The other guy is like mm-hmm. really afraid. The other guy is more hesitant. Yeah, yeah. He's questioning like, how do you do it? And how do you live? And, and Kwame's like, what? Come on. No one's going to run behind us and pelt us with bricks, right? It's not, we're not living in the 1920s. So um, Kwame, just like the, and this is what I think Norm and I appreciate about the show that. Cole is exploring sexuality um, in all of its diversity, making the effort to do so, and allows these characters to um, kind of express their average everyday emotions and curiosities. And so um, the episode opens, Kwame's with his grandmother or his mother shopping in the supermarket and then mm-hmm. he disappears in the back in the back where the uh, toilets are and has this quick sexual encounter with the male one of the Work. workers clerks and um goes right back to shopping and what's funny <laughs> is when they get to the the till to check out uh the man doesn't even look at, he doesn't even look at him it's like they don't even know yeah. each other where clearly there's a weekly standing appointment right? yes <laughs> this happens every week that they go and pick up the eggs and the milk and the butter and then a quick bj along the way so um um so we see that happen so that tells us that these sexual trysts have to be um covert that some of mm-hmm. them are covert, that he can't just have a boyfriend, it seems, right? Even though he is walking in his truth, he, he, he doesn't have a boyfriend, a steady boyfriend. He has to have these secret encounters in the bathroom. Yeah. And he has these, he's, uh, he has this penchant for these dating apps where he meets guys on the dating app. So um, while he's conducting his dance class this guy comes and shows some interest but the guy is obviously curious and not secure in his sexuality not sure Mm -hmm. if he really wants to take the next step and um you know i also felt like he was as the episode goes i should say but i also felt like the interest, the love interest is really looking at it from a real interest in Kwame. So as to where Kwame has kind of conditioned himself to just look for sexual encounters, I think he misreads when this person, that this person actually has an interest in him as a person. He wants to get to know him, but the guy is also, though, just trying to feel comfortable in his own skin and is also 
like kind of like following Kwame's lead and trying to get a sense of whether or not he's ready. Like he's not sure. That guy is not sure. Yeah. He knows that he's attracted to men, but he has not ever acted on it. So Kwame is his, well, it seems as though maybe if he has, he's not disclosing that. And it seems like he's new to this. Mm-hmm. And Kwame seems to be the first person that is really going to act on his on his feelings and emotions and he's ready to take that step with Kwame but Kwame is like 10 steps ahead and so the guy is unprepared for he's yes. really like you know he's just not ready really yet I think he's like at first like intrigued because when he's like this is going to be a third there he's like yes you know like he's he seems intrigued by the whole thing, but then but also when afraid. they get, he's afraid. The yeah, whole time also afraid. afraid. And then when they get there, when they get to the apartment and like they're introducing to, I, I feel like immediately when he gets there, he's uncomfortable. Yep. He doesn't like the vibe as to where Kwame seems kind of oblivious into what he's walking into. It's like business as the, usual for Kwame. Yeah, yeah. I did. I don't know if you caught that. I felt like that reminded. I was like, oh, so the, this might be the international code for all um, black people who uh, live in Europe or were born in Europe. He was like, if I introduce myself to a black person, I'll. He says his his country of origin from his parents, yeah. and if it's an English person, yeah, he says yeah. his neighborhood, which made me think of our one of our old episodes. Yeah. So it was kind. Of, I, I was nice to see that we all came to the same conclusion on how to answer. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Where are you from? Right, exactly. Um, right, right. Which answer? Right. I did feel. Um, sorry, yeah, I, I did feel the danger. I've so once we entered the apartment. Um, I'm with the feeling of the guy who's still exploring. Like at not one point did I feel as comfortable as as Kwame does. And so when he, uh, the guy, the love interest, leaves, and I was I was hoping that Kwame would leave, but he he didn't. And then I was like, okay, I guess whatever. And he seems to get ready to go. And then unfortunately. Um, the Tinder partner um, pulls him back on the bed and um, abuses him, like rapes him. And um, it's so, it's so hard to, not only was that hard to watch. I mean, to be honest, the sexual encounter was for myself was hard, hard to watch. I've never seen males interact (laughs) beyond a kiss. So it was, it it was hard. It was hard to watch. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't like, Oh, this is comfortable. Like it it definitely never seen it before. I was like, like I was holding my breath for a second. I was like, Oh, this is intense. (laughs) And then, um, but then the rape, I was like, (laughs) no, yeah, no, that was, that was, I, 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 had a feeling that guy just seemed predatory to me. I don't know. I watched mm-hmm. the, every man I seem to see on the show, I, the, but the, because of his size, his physicality of that guy made me automatically afraid. I was afraid. I was afraid before he, he even opened the door. I just thought yeah. to myself, "Okay, is this safe? Like, what are they getting into?" That was my first thought. Second thought was, "Well, the love interest." He's a pretty big guy too, so if anything happened, 
he could probably, like Kwame, I, I didn't think he could defend himself. I thought that other guy might step in because the mm. guy is being very aggressive and Kwame's like, no, I'm not interested. And the, we do have to find his name. I'm sorry, everybody. But the love interest doesn't really say he said no or stop or he's just kind of just watching it all play out. And yeah, he comments on the music. I mean, right before they go in, he gives them the sweetest kiss. And I was like, okay, that felt like a little, like, calming. Like, okay, we're in this together. But as soon as we step no, in the house, I'm like, like mm, this is a weird vibe. Well, he's Music scared. is aggressive. And-, and he's scared. And he's scared not just... I think he's scared not just... He's not scared. I don't think he's scared for himself that the man might attack him. I think his fear is in the acknowledgement or... His fear is in the realization of what that intimacy looks like in its yes. raw emotion. And he's, I don't think, ready yet. I think that scares the crap out of him. He's just not ready to go there yet. A kiss is a yeah. kiss. That's not really awesome. I think much. they would have been better off just the two of them exploring some stuff. But yeah, that was, was extremely much. intense for somebody that doesn't <laughs> even know where I they want like, to take oh, it. I was like, oh, oh. Yeah. I'm regular TV. <laughs> I was like... Okay. Um, let alone sitting here with a with a male partner watching it. So it was um but hey, why Oh, uh, how not? was that? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was about myself and I wondered, no. I was like, how are all the men the the well, cis Oz, men well, taking the this in? Well, they used to watch Oz. I never watched it, but oh, I heard that yeah, Oz that was, was intense. I heard it was pretty yeah. graphic. I never watched it. So I'm like, yeah, if she is if the whole point is to show sexuality now remember we don't really see what happened with terry and her two guys either though but if the whole point mm-hmm. is to show that then they have to show it mm-hmm. I mean, if she can show the blood clot she show that too why not yeah definitely so, and she does right i mean if you're going to be if, if the point is to show sexuality and all of its complexity and to be open and honest then you you have to show everybody so and she does um but in that she also shows which is really important that when we talk about this question of consent and sexual abuse, it is not just one-sided. It is not just about what happens to women. It's what happens to the men as well. Wow. And so kind of that's the main point to drive home here is that Kwame ends up also being a victim of sexual assault. And like Arabella, though, these two friends, both of the shared experience, she comes clean and tells him, but he, at this point, isn't ready to tell her. I don't know if it's come from feeling but what he does do well feeling how sorry go ahead well i don't know if it comes from feeling culpable i don't know if it comes from feeling like a feeling of shame like okay it's my fault because i went there i don't know if it's because he feels much like her still trying to process everything and just kind of make sense of it Mm -hmm. in his head knowing her own issues maybe it's like do i want to tell her this now given that she's carrying her own burden so it takes him a minute before he can disclose what's happened to him. It's happened. He's saddened. And he's calling to tell this while Arabella is dealing with her own second issue. Yes. Dealing with consent. Okay, that's true. So she has been... Uh, she's not met her deadline. The, mm-hmm. the work that she sh- turned in is shoddy. She's been given this kind of mentorish figure who's going to help her kind of work on her chapters before you know it they are now having a sexual encounter 
and which is well which is which happens often when people have been abused and then the then the the way that they deal with it sometimes is through kind of um promiscuity or just yeah. other kinds of what could be considered to be erratic behavior or just so we're not so it could be that or it could just be arabella likes a guy we don't know but it's mm-hmm. not uncommon for people who have been assaulted to um, and it seems to be her go-to of yeah having of, fun um yeah and also yeah and and finding something else to focus right. on. right so she's told that she should paint and spend time with friends and this ends up in this and we should also know that biagio keeps calling but she mm-hmm. doesn't want to tell him what happened and i think it's because she knows he's going to blame her think that she knows that by telling him this has happened and she knows that she likes to have a good time and everything that he's going to make an assumption that well you were reckless it's your fault this is the whole question about what happens to people who have been assaulted and kind of blaming the victim i think that that's why Mm -hmm. she doesn't want to talk to him so she meets this random guy it's no big thing she's not trying to get married to the guy um he, he does point out, uh, Biasha point, points out to her that is everything okay? You haven't been yourself lately. So I also feel like you already had an idea that something was going on with her. Right. But she's not saying. She's no, she's not saying. deal on her own. So she meets this guy. Mm-hmm. She likes him. He likes her. I'm like, really? But anyway, he likes her. Like how unprofessional. Um, and so in the middle of their sexual encounter, and he's he's wearing a prophylactic he takes it off and then like acts like and doesn't tell her no there's a real no no again this is a one time meeting this guy and then smokes before she lights a joint right right before too well well she is acting well she is acting again out of sorts because he touches her then she's Mm -hmm. like leave me alone and then he stays anyone and then she's like no no stay 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 so we see that she's beginning to disintegrate right that she's this it's really weighing on her and Um, i actually did not think he liked her i think i felt like he looked down on her so i felt like he was only doing it because of like envious reasons like dominant reasons i did not feel like he was like a uh, an actual i like you thing i felt like he was annoyed that uh he went to all his schooling and his Cambridge, and here comes this Twitter person, makes a book, gets a deal, and like is on the same agents, agency as him. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah, I did not think he liked it. I felt like it was a. Well, I thought it was very random. I thought that. Do- he just... A dominant thing. Hmm, yeah. Interesting. Well, he. Um, he. So. She realizes because he doesn't ask about a garbage until she realizes, like, like he doesn't ask, like, where do I put it? And then he's like, Oh, yeah, no, I took it off. I thought that, that you were fine with mm-hmm. it. And she's like, What? And then her first thought is pregnancy. Okay, I've got to go and get a plan B. And it's while they're running off to the shops to do that that Kwame texts. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't say, So she's right now in her own mini crisis again yes <laughs> um but he doesn't say what's wrong like and she's like is everything okay yeah and he, he doesn't say what's wrong and so um 
kind of ends with them both at this kind of this last feeling and just going through their routine okay babe bye right, babe right. yeah right that part was very familiar and i felt like very accurate um i'd come i was i had gone on vacation and came back uh, one of my closest friends came and got me at the airport and I had a horrible experience on that vacation. And while I was away, she had a horrible experience um, back home. And so we saw each other and we gave this really intense hug. Hmm. Um, and I remember thinking like, is everything okay? But I didn't ask. Hmm. And then months later, maybe even like a year and a half later, we finally like spoke about stuff. And then I linked it back that we, we kind of wanted to tell each other right there in the moment, but we just gave like these really mm -hmm. intense hugs and mm -hmm. did the same thing. Like, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Yeah, fine. Just happy to be home. Like, blah, blah. And then, um, yeah. You think that's an age um, thing? Is that an age thing? Do you think it definitely? You older, you I think if something had happened, yeah, if thing if something happened would have happened now in in my forties, I would have immediately like taken different actions. Um, but it was I was mm, twenty four at the time, mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, and um, same thing. Not not in the Netherlands. I was overseas, so that and and I was worried about the um the person having um the person had like police influence mm. where i was so mm -hmm. i was also nervous about saying something while in the in the country so i wanted to get back to the netherlands before i spoke about it mm. i didn't i did end up talking about it with um uh, my like well the guy that i was seeing at the time mm -hmm. and funny enough which i still understand in, in the he also knew the person mm -hmm. and he told me not to not to he kind of basically to like let it go yeah and um but looking back at it like especially like as an adult now i'm like oh i wish i had the guts the way they did in this like i wish i i because i'm 100 sure i'm not the only one i've spoken to some other women that i know from school and stuff and when i mentioned um this guy they're like um one girl told me something about um basically being able to get out of a car but that it got really like intense for a second and i was like yeah but definitely for a long time blame myself i was like i was like oh i know this person from my home country so i can be with them in this country and i felt like all fine and okay and then i was like i'm way too far from where, I, where i'm staying i don't know how to get back it's dark i kind of don't know where i am and then i just was just like kind of just i feel like like i was just waiting to be back where it's safe and i was just going to pretend like none of it happened that's how i that's how i dealt with it and then okay. years later i was like okay this was absolutely like wrong but i i when i spoke to it um when i got back i did the guy that i was uh sleeping with at the time we did speak about it uh and he was like yeah i see why you didn't say anything and he was like don't say anything it's gonna okay. be a, a, a big deal. So that was very familiar to me. They're mm. like, "Hi, how are you? Like, are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay." And I was like, "Damn it!" So could friends? To me, I was like, "I hope friends can read into it more." When your friend calls you and says that I'm okay, I'm okay, can a red flag go off for a friend that right. close and be like, "Wait, what's going on? Like, do I need to come to where you are?" Or like, 
but other than that, it was super familiar. I was like, it's just too hard to actually say it out loud. Right, right. Well, um, thank you for sharing that, actually, because that, I'm, I'm sure there are other people who know what that's like and feel the same. And it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that at this point in the series, anyway, we don't see um, Kwame get the same support. He has, to, he has to work through a lot of this on his own, whereas mm-hmm. Arabella has the support of both Kwame and uh, Terry initially. So, <laughs> so yeah. So, I think we're going to wrap here. Mm-hmm. Um, and we please participate in our polls. This is an interactive podcast and um, Norma and I actually is shooting for a live. So, we'll give you more details on that when we find a date that's works for both of us yes and i absolutely wanted to shout out which is um something i didn't notice before so apologies guys but we've had listeners from all these wonderful countries um and i had no well i had no idea so i want to shout out the people in spain canada mexico australia ireland hong kong and singapore I mean, not knocking anybody from the Netherlands and the United Kingdom and the USA, but um, those are the people that I was like, oh, you know, friends and family are listening. But these other countries that I just mentioned, I don't know anybody there. So yeah, <laughs> thank you for tuning in. Keep listening. Tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, I'm glad you guys are enjoying the show on like such a level. And um, yeah, wonderful. It was wonderful to see. So I wanted to uh, shout you guys out and say thank you. Yeah. And we hope that you are watching. uh, We're hoping that you're watching um, I Made History as well. We will get, we will return to other Black Girls with Accents business and stories um, when we're done with this. But we do not want to, you know, this ties into what we're doing because it relates to what it means to grow up black in Europe. And so yes. that's why we were taking out a couple of weeks to focus on Michaela Cole's show. Yes. So, um. so without uh, further ado, we thank you for listening as always. Follow us on Instagram, black girls with accents. You can catch the podcast on any platform. Um, and you can follow us on Twitter, same handle. You can email us, blackgirlswithaccents at gmail.com. And looking forward to going into the next two episodes. Um, yes, it's good, guys. Keep coming back. Okay, thank you. Bye.